Oh. Yeah. That's right, capers. This is Chris, the film school dropout. And his rough and ready diamond, the rogue cape. And this is Cape Free. We done been at the movies. Been at the movies with Shazam, Fury of the Gods. We done did it again. Yeah. And what movie did we just go see? Shazam, dude. Shazam. The latest entry in what has become a very bizarre kind of like every time I go to a DCEU movie, I feel like I'm going to like Warner Brothers like storage unit that they like stop making payments on. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, they're like, all right, man, I, mean, I don't know what's in here, but you bought a hundred bucks. I don't see. And then like pop the lock and there's Shazam Fury of the Gods. Yeah, no, these, these films feel like, I don't know if you guys remember. New Mutants? The New Mutants, yeah. Dude, wow. The last m- mutant movie. The last mutant movie, which wasn't supposed to be the last movie, but, you know, they, they kept pushing it, and then all of a sudden, Disney bought Fox, and then we had to just go see this movie that was in their storage shed <laughs> that they just released because they hadn't released it yet. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's what the DCEU feels like right now. Well, okay, so look, Shazam, well, we were, okay, we just watched it. and I'm, Shazam Fury of the Gods. Shazam Fury Shazam. of the Gods. And I'm driving home with Chris. I'm like, dude, I don't know how I'm going to talk about this movie. And Chris goes. Um, so, wow, it wasn't the worst movie ever. And it isn't the worst movie ever. But, dude, what's my problem? Because, like, I was thinking the whole time I'm watching Shazam Fury of the Gods, I was thinking about the never-ending story and how like preposterous and outlandish and without precedent that story is and yet how beloved it is and how much i liked it how cool i thought it was how imaginative and yet shazam fury of the gods has unicorns and centaurs and helen mirren and i'm just kind of like well okay because because this is one i mean i Understandably, I went to this movie not expecting too much. Obviously, the ratings. You buttered like your popcorn. I butter, no, I buttered that popcorn. I'm gonna butter this movie up a little bit. Yeah, get but, it a little up. bit, a little bit. Understand some. It does have some holes, and it's you know some motivations and reasonings by the characters and some of the story plots that the only reason the film is being driven along is because of somebody doing something stupid like an old horror movie. Now. I mean, there's still entertaining stuff about it, but... Sure, and it does look good. It The DC has actually, over time, kind of... I realized watching this movie, they have kind of curated their own aesthetic. Like, I could yeah. almost... You could show me a DC movie frame, and I'd know it was part of this debacle. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, it, it, like, yeah. here's the thing. I also don't like the way DC gets... I feel like disproportionately hated on. Like I feel like Marvel gets away with a lot when it comes to critic reviews. This weighs in at 51% rotten, so it actually is better reviewed, albeit slightly, than Quantum Mania. Okay, but you also review those better too, Marvel movies. I am softer uh, on them. I am softer on them. Well, but I don't. But I, don't, I guess I don't see it. Do you see it as softer? I see it as it's a better movie. Because I, I feel like a lot of these movies, even with even with the last Aquaman, was great. But I predicted the entire plot. It wasn't things that was keeping me going. I knew. I, I knew. I mean, even finding his mom. 
was not the biggest surprise. And but the, the movie was still good. It was still good enough. And I feel like some of the DCEU films, maybe they're just too simplified of a plot. I I feel this movie, obviously, you know, sometimes, especially with some of the Marvel movies, it's going to wrap up. But the good Marvel movies actually take you for a roller coaster ride. You don't know what's going on. You don't know if um, Nick Fury's still alive, and then you don't know what state he's in, and then, you know, Hydra pops up. Hydra's been gone. Hydra. So, yes, it's still a Marvel movie. And, that, and that, that reminds me really quick while you're on that point. I've heard you mutter both the name of madam hydra and and also bo katan in your sleep <laughs> is there one that if you had to choose for a life partner would you Wait, rather uh, be partnered up with bo katan or madam hydra yeah bo katan has been living in the dirt and and like some grimy places for a while Look, my just, madam hydra i won't sleep women. straight at night i don't know like, i mean Shoot, she 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 turned on her own husband, ex-husband. So, um, which would I would think would be a little bit of a turn on for you, a little bit dangerous, a little bit, a little bit of treachery. A no, little bit. I mean, I like dangerous when I'm awake, but if I'm gonna sleep, I mean, <laughs> I like to sleep safe. <laughs> anyway, yes, I would say I went to, went sitting sit in this movie, got there early, watched some of the trailers, and. I noticed there was a heavy, heavy, um, you know, a heavy amount of children's trailers for the new Disney film and then the new, um, in the new uh, DreamWorks animated movie. The Mermaid, uh, yeah, yeah Mermaid versus Kraken, and of course the Flash. When this movie started, I was thinking, you know, some this is a, kid, a movie for kids. It's not super cutsworth. It's it's following this group of. You're talking about Shazam kids. Now. I'm talking about Shazam. Following this group, the, the lead characters are child kids. One of them, you know, Billy Bats about to turn 18, but the rest of them are all kids, and, and they have these kid issues and kid problems, you know, uh, you know, with, within the superhero rapping. And grading it like that, I, I let up a little bit of, um, I guess, criticism, because I feel like the plot device going in, like, for instance... This, you know, at the beginning of the movie, I mean, the, the one, the one, yeah, one of the kids, Freddy. About the, let's talk yeah. about the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Well, well, Fred, you know, Freddy, you know, his, his, um, the, you know, the guy on the crutch. He gets bullied at school again. He meets a girl. You know, it's kind, of, kind of like, oh, well, you know, high school crush, cute girl. Um, I mean, and aside, aside from the fact that his bullies are like beating up a crippled kid in the hallway of a high school and no one's doing Completely anything. Completely undeterred, yeah. Yes, but that's The movie starts with that bizarre bit in the museum oh, where yes. um, Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren come in and they're dressed up in full like Roman guard. Yeah. Or Greek guard, guard. I don't know what mythos they come from, but <laughs> but they are. I was thinking. I mean, we're not two minutes into the movie. The Warner Brothers logo has just wiped by the screen, mm-hmm. and we got. Um, I'm wondering how did these two get this far into this museum dressed up like that? Well, clanking around in everyone this probably thought armor. they were probably part of the exhibit. 
Chris and I once walked in, we almost completely infiltrated an Oscar party because people did make the mistake of thinking that we were somehow affiliated with that party. We did not yes. get in to the party. We got close. We did not. <laughs> dude, no security. There would have to have been a, like, uh, and dude, I don't want to get caught up on this. I'm just thinking like, there is just no way this would happen. They wouldn't get that far. Well, that's and see, and this and this is one of the like things I'm I'm saying. It being a kid movie, so there's some things that they let slide. Like, I feel, I don't feel like that isn't the the security in that place is going to be so top notch. I don't know how long of a walk they had to take. I don't know if it was like our Oscar walk where it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was a <laughs> it was a walk before they stopped us. You know, they could just walk through the door. Got their ticket <laughs> and and walked straight to the exhibit, and it might have been in the first or second room. Yeah, I don't want to get too hung up on but, it because because I, I do I do I I just remember thinking like it just seemed like an odd choice, even with like conceding like a kids movie. I'm not. I mean, like yes. like yes. there's no reason for them to do dress up like that if you're trying to in Ocean's There's Eleven there's no reason for them to dress up like that no, that's they, true they should have just come in in normal clothes and then revealed they were gods the 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 dressing up in that attire was just a weird move especially when the third sister who are getting into spoiler yes. territory now knew to look like a high school kid yes which I believe that was a great reveal I did like that yeah I, did I, you, there she didn't pop times. up in any trailer so I didn't know she existed that's right. I thought it was just two sisters. And you got Lucy Liu and Helen Marin, two heavy hitters that are there together. Yeah. So you assume that all. But like, okay, let's let's get back and dude, no, I don't want to talk about it too much. I hope it doesn't dominate too much of the conversation. But dude, there is this with with these DC movies right now with the James Gunn overhaul imminent. Do you not have this? I have a hard time. I want to go see it, but I have a hard time. Once I'm there and it's going, I already know this is like. Um, because you don't know. You don't know the, until the Flash comes out. You don't know what they're going to do with these characters. You're not sure what's going to happen. You don't know if Aquaman's going to survive. I mean, we know Superman ain't. But we don't know. And so right now, you know, you're out of faith. We're only yeah. assuming. We're only assuming that the Flash is going to course correct everything. We don't uh, know that for a fact. And frankly, so many things have changed since that movie was made. Unless they've done massive reshoots to reset what James Gunn wants to do now. Well, there's been massive reshoots on that movie for years. That's why I think <laughs> it was massive free rights. There was massive free rights on that movie. So, with that movie, just. I mean, changing so much and getting pushed, I don't know what the status is. The trailer looks great. Yeah. I'm Batman. I and do if it, like if it the trailer, yeah. The, uh, the storyline of Flash as it did, yeah. It should be a decent movie. And if they use it correctly, it should have a good transfer from Snyderverse to James Gunn universe. But that's my assumption until I see it. Knowing that, and knowing that James Gunn just axed Batgirl because um, my stone assumption is cold it. point blank boom headshot headshot Batgirl she had a and at the on. same time like it hasn't been discussed too much but to me the the elephant in the room the the common denominator has always been Michael Keaton to me 
Like almost everything that Warner Brothers has done is adversely affecting Michael Keaton. Like, and, and his role in the, you know, there was this, there was about a year of the pandemic, you know, where it was, I was still wearing a face mask, but I wasn't wearing latex gloves anymore <laughs> to go grocery oh, shopping. Okay. <laughs> it was like at that point. Um, at that point, I think it was largely considered that, um, that Michael Keaton was going to come back and act as sort of a mentor role and yeah. as part of the reboot. And in the time that we currently in the multiverse reality that you and I currently inhabit at the time of this podcast, yeah. <laughs> uh, it seems like this is a one-off for Keaton. Like it does. It seems like this is going to be a one and done, yeah. which means that the overhaul has been overhauled. Yes. Okay. And so, and so that said, I think when I'm, you know, the flash is easily of the slate of movies that DC has, the Flash is easily the most interesting. Um, in fact, like something about Fury of the Gods, I and dude, I'm not trying to. I just like, Please. what is the point of this? Why are we being told this story? The other issue I have with Fury of the Gods is it doesn't really move the needle in any meaningful way. I want to get into to okay. the Rock, like okay, well, okay, yeah, because I feel like between. The James Gunn overhaul and The Rock's handling of Black Adam, I feel like that there were some rumblings that we've read online, that Zach, and I think Zachary Levi even kind of alleged that that um, The Rock kind of handcuffed Shazam, doesn't didn't yeah. want to be directly associated. So you've got, and it's weird to have Black Adam. I know it's it's inadvertent; it wasn't intended, but. You almost have Black Adam and Shazam back to back, and yet there's yeah. no, not a single meaningful correlation between the two movies. Right. Which is just a little weird. Well, I know it's a little weird. It's a little off, and you know, Black Adam's just the only origin story um, of Black Adam. But and he wanted to be. This is apparently from the stories I've heard. Don't quote me, but from the stories I've heard, he wanted to be this associated from Shazam, not sent, not technically. Just say he, he wants his character with a deeper backstory and his his villain to be a bigger character of its own and not just be the nemesis that shows up in Shazam. That's, Which that's actually and actually I'm I'm actually I was cool with that, but that I, I guess what I'm saying is that was sort of the pitch and yeah. the reality is more like a Tom Cruise in the Mummy sort situation where I don't know if you remember but. I think it was Universal was cooking up this whole monsters expanded universe, yeah. and they were gonna have a Johnny Depp as like the Invisible Man, and and uh, the f first one out of the gate yeah. was it was Tom Cruise's The Mummy, and it was such a clear um, <laughs> hijacking yeah. of the IP by by Tom Cruise. Yes, that that it it just was so clunky that. It actually, from what I can tell, derailed the entire concept. Yeah, forgettable movie of, by Tom Cruise. Well, yeah, which hasn't happened. Yeah, it doesn't happen much. But um, <laughs> but like, uh, well, you got. I want you. You gotta understand with that, with those and these movies that are coming out right now, the whole Snyderverse in between Snyder and James Gunn was DC producers taking their caking. pants. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll do this. Um, so yeah, they they made they made Aquaman two. They were they greenlit a Wonder Woman three. Obviously a Shazam. Um, they got The Rock on board. 
Um, they were going to bring back Henry Cavill as a Superman. Uh, Blue Beetle, that's the one I forget. Blue Beetle's also coming out. But which, still, and I'm sorry, man, I, I but, hate I hate that this is the case. Still waiting for that Booster Gold one-off. Well, that's, com- that's coming off. That's going to be a TV show. The, uh, is it? Yeah, it's coming to HBO Max. Booster Gold? Booster Gold, HBO Max. Interesting. Um, I mean, a couple years, probably. But, <laughs> yeah. no, but, but you got to understand, the ones that are coming right now, and, and because he axed Batgirl, it does feel like he does have a direction he wants to go with these movies. Well, That's and also the like. axing of Cavill. Yeah, I'd and say axing of Cavill, too. Yeah. And yet, we're going to be all over because, I mean, I can summarize this film. If you want to summarize the film really quick, just to kind of get that out of the way so we've done our due diligence. I mean, it's no, not I'm that going hard. into the film. We're going to go into You're Shazam. Yes. And, I, and I'm going to challenge you on. I'm I'm gonna, I, want, I want to know. It's going to be a stirring no, debate. Because we got some hot dogs cooking. <laughs> no, I mean, this, I'm sorry. It, it's still an actual Shazam sequel. And I feel like it's still on the level of the first one. Well, yeah, but what is that saying? I mean, um, like well, Trans World Surf, I've said it before. Trans World Surf on the Xbox was the best surfing video game at the time. And that was not saying much. Dude. Okay, well. Like the first Shazam. Okay, well, let me ask you something. Because the thing about this film, because <laughs> the, the theme, the themes of, you know. Family? What, I mean, uh, yeah, other than family, which, you know, they actually do make a joke about. Um, Fast and know, the Furious. I don't have friends. I got family. Fast and the Furious talking about family, but their theme is family, but it's not as cheesy as Fast and the Furious. But it is um, as in front <laughs> for people to see. But you know, it's a it's a shot it's a kids movie, so it's not gonna like Are you talking about Shazam as a kids movie again? I am still talking I mean, please challenge it. <laughs> I mean, no, it's it, well I remember dude, I'll never forget. I was watching the the latest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the one that was like J- Michael Bay produced that one, and it was the, and I and I remember thinking like, dude, it's ridiculous of me to hold these movies, um, like I, I don't know what I'm expecting. I have these as I've grown up. I've the themes that matter to me. I want to matter to the characters that I grew up with, and you're right that these are characters that I were was introduced to as a kid I totally understand that yeah I think I think I made this point in another podcast I do think it's true that superheroes are our Greek and Roman gods yes and there does exist a pretty significant uh, library of superhero movies that have transcended time that are that do seem to do justice to the the theme of the, the actual character yeah like i'd say superman you brought it up superman one and two i think x-men one and two spider-man one and two um uh a, a whole smattering yeah. of marvel movies yes like guardians of the galaxy i just when i was watching shazam and you're right we will get into it and we probably yeah. need to talk about it i just i just I just can't imagine that I'm ever going to want to see that movie again. Whereas I've seen Superman countless times. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I know what you're saying, but that's but this is the thing that I'm saying. If you're a kid right now and you're excited to see Shazam, and Shazam became your childhood cult thing, you would be excited for Shazam. 
Uh, you could only hope if that was the reality of it. I, mean, I could if, only hope that the sun was like less than a decade from just completely burning out, okay. dude. All right, so let me talk because um, because we we kind of had. I mean, obviously, talk about. I mean, we didn't, didn't, you're not you weren't a big fan of that character in general. And, I I thought that John Majors um, did a, a good job, <laughs> and no, I'll but, stand by that. He did no, do a good job. No, no, but I'm just saying the character in general. I'm like, dude, this movie was better than I expected, and I thought it was well made. And I thought it was a good movie. But um, but, but the, the Ant Man, Ant Man, I would say of the three movies is the original Ant Man is the superior of the three but movies. I will tell you because <laughs> you were not excited to go see Ant Man and the Wasp. You know, Ant Man was good. Is that a fact? Are you saying that because that's a, the truth, or yes. are you yes. trying to that twist the history? In- I mean, you really, you really weren't excited to see Quantum Mania, but Ant Man and the Wasp, you're like, I mean, you made fun of how much I liked the movie. I've been making fun of how much you like Dungeons and Dragons. And, uh, and, uh, and just we'll talk about Dungeons and Dragons for just one quick second. My my, I'm more fascinated with the fact that it could. They're saying it could possibly be a good movie. I'm I'm more fascinated with that, and I'm waiting to see. Yeah, same. That's 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 same. my big thing. I just think I, I think our perspectives because we were you know we were talking about this before and you were mentioning it seems like we're saying about the same thing. I think our perspectives are coming from a different way because I'm like, wow, this they're saying it's a good movie. I'm waiting to see if this is true. You're like, there's no there's possible no way that way it possibly it is. Could be good yeah. No, that's that's so, true. You know, <laughs> I don't think there's any possible way. I, I look, but I've been wrong before. I mean, famously in the summer of '89 when I was all about Ghostbusters 2 and then coming out of, came out of that summer a huge Batman yeah <laughs> um, I, I, I just uh, with something like Shazam I, I just don't see there's two reasons that a comic movie exists in the modern era one is to introduce a character or to to continue a larger story this movie does neither. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, and so I, I do know. Before but we I'm even not... get into like whether it's good or bad, like the first thing out of the gate for me was like, dude, is this? Why is this movie even here? Two reasons. Just, uh, just so you know, only a Sith deals in absolutes. Just one, oh, two reasons dude. for a movie to get a, a superhero movie. You have bad. been hanging out with <laughs> Bo Katan. <laughs> I mean, this movie, I'm not, I'm not going to, because I can tell you this movie was made because they were making a sequel and the, it was the transfer in between the, the Snyderverse and the, and there was no James Gunnverse at the time. It was, we're just going to make sequels of the movies that we know did decent. That's remember too, it out. this movie was meant to come out after The Flash. Yeah. In fact, I read, I, I didn't notice, I don't know if you noticed, in the movie, apparently, the costumes that they're wearing are significantly different than the costumes of the first film. And the director was asked about that, and oh. he said, and he said, oh, well, this was meant to come out. What he said kind of s- sounded a little shoehorned to me. He goes, what, this movie was meant to come out after The Flash, so, you know, without being able to say too much... It's possible that this is a different iteration of the characters we were inter- introduced to in Shazam, which seems to me. Look, the oh, you know what? Yeah. I'll, I'll make a correlation here that is just occurring to me now. The main point of contention is the thing that we agree on when it comes to Dungeons and Dragons, which is that the liability 
is the IP, is the Dungeons and Dragons branding. It's if it's a good movie, you might have, I've argued, be able to um, save it. Just just let the movie stand on its own as a good movie, a good fun fantasy movie, and the Dungeons and Dragons, which you're using to try to boost recognition, it might actually be hurting you. Similarly, Shazam is so handcuffed, not just by The Rock, but also what's going on internally at Warner Brothers, so that it can't really do anything. And if a movie can't really do anything, then why is it there except for, and I've played the movies, dude, yeah. to just try to recoup some of the cost of having made it. Um, yes, I, I do see. I do. See, yeah, I see that point. I, but you can't. You can't say that like this movie, it being handcuffed like that. This is all stuff that's happening after the movie was already being shot. After the movie is already being edited. This stuff, all this new stuff that's happening, it wasn't pre-script development. I mean, this movie is already being made. Yes, The Rock. The Rock decided to make himself separate, so he made a separate Black Adam movie. And I th- and I th- and I yeah I guess I can get with that that yeah. that it was always known that that's what was going to happen. I do think though that the um, what apparently is the Rock's insistence that Superman appear instead of Shazam, just like progressive wise, I think that was a major miscalculation because it was cool at the moment i mean you were oh, squeezing yeah. you were squeezing my forearm so hard dude you were like oh man it's good Cavill, he's back he's back um <laughs> yeah but but then that was the plan at the time this is before james gunn took over the plan at the time was superman to come back and they were going to build towards something i don't know who they were i've read specifically <laughs> i've read that it was never warner brothers intention to bring Cavill back that dwayne the rock johnson I'll name him by his Christian name. Uh, just pushed and pushed and pushed yeah. and like went behind and got what he wanted done. Yes. And it was cool. It was arguably the most interesting moment of the entire movie. Was, you gotta understand something. That they did bring, they did announce they were bringing him back after that movie. And Cavill does have a pretty loyal fan base like there's these sort of like cavill truthers that just That's don't true. that will even go as far as goading him and <laughs> which is like go- goading pierce brosnan as james bond dude. <laughs> like it's like yeah he was in some movies and yeah he looked the part but i don't know if die another day is like <laughs> but anyway like it's just so like i guess this is all to say and maybe we can tighten this up but like it's hard because i dude i sat down next to you and i thought i know what's gonna happen is we're gonna watch this movie and get home and i'm just gonna get roasted for saying like i don't understand like and and (laughs) and i didn't want and i didn't want to do that but as the movie's going i'm just thinking like dude what 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 are we doing like i just i don't even know if comics are as pointless as that movie See, that's the thing. You didn't. What did you like about that movie? About Shazam? Shazam, Fury of the Gods. What was a good thing about it? Let me lie down on the couch and close my eyes and <laughs> hypnotize me <laughs> and take me back to... Well, I'll even one-up. I'll try to watch it as a kid. And that's, but that's the other thing, Chris, is I think when you... 
when you say like as a kid there were there were superhero movies that you know i thought were cool as kids and there were superhero movies that we thought were clunkers i think even if we were kids we'd think this was a clunker i you wouldn't come into school with a shazam t-shirt on dude have you have you seen my um my um icon on on my ex on my ex account Sorry, I have to, oh, my, yeah, Xbox, no. my Xbox gamer tag icon. Yeah, that's right. You are dressed up as Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a it was a free one, so I put it on there. Yeah, and that's how we that's changed a, the That's a shocker. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they give the Shazam skit away oh, for free. Oh, oh. I want to pay five dollars just to have my face on some uh, some like digital thing. It's and it's like, no dude. Reason. It's it's but, also like like uh, Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern movie yes. is is just like a bloated like. I was excited for that one. I was just kind of like, when I think when a comic book, and I, actually I'd say this is true of the comic books too. If it's too by the numbers, I start to check out. Cause I honestly, I think it's, I've seen it too. Like, no, and that's, I, I think that will, and this is my analysis of you while you're sitting on that chair. Yeah. I think that if it's, if there's some things that start going by the numbers, you all of a sudden start to check out yeah. instead of realize that there's a lot of movies that go by the numbers, but it's about the ride and not technically, you know, um, the structure. Um, I'm not trying to, and this is one of the things I was saying. I'm not sitting here trying to say, oh, this is such a great movie because. No, I know not, what you're saying. But like, I don't think either one of us is saying that we I, should say. But I do think that, like, there's, there's times I laughed at this movie and there's things I thought were cute. Um, I remember when you had laughed. Some, I remember every time you laughed because you would make a point to, like, make sure I could see you laughing and you'd, like, <laughs> kind of, like, through the side of your eye, like, look at me while you were laughing to make sure that I saw that you were enjoying yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the comedy is very broad for me in Shazam. I, and I guess I got to ask. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I actually thought because there's a billboard on when you're driving down the 101, there's a billboard where Shazam's like standing in front of that wooden dragon and it's like roaring at him and he's like his cape's getting blown back and yeah. he's like i think he's got his hand up in front of his face like pu yeah, <laughs> yeah. i was like dude like i don't remember shazam isn't he was a superhero character i was familiar with growing up um but i don't remember him being like bart simpson he is not bart simpson he is young he does like some childish things but he's he's the 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 Billy Batson is that character. As a kid, when you were a kid and you watched the superhero movies or you watched any movie and you wanted to go home and you just started acting like you. Yeah. You wanted to be a superhero. You wanted to be James Bond. You wanted to be a Batman. Um, that's, to, to me, I feel like that's what the Billy Batson character is. He actually gets his power and grows up, grows up immediately and becomes a superhero, but he's still a child at heart. Now, in the, in the comics... Is, that, is it how it is in the comics? Or does he kind of, when he turns into like... I thought Shazam was more like Space Ace, where he would be this kind of gawky dude until however Space Ace turned into Space Ace. And then once he was Space Ace, he was like... Usually he's a 10-year-old kid or 12-year-old kid. He's usually younger than this in this movie. <laughs> and then, um, But the Shazam in the comics, is it a kid? Yeah. It's a kid. It's He's usually around 12 years old. It's usually around 12. With a 12-year-old sensibility? Yeah. But he wants to be a hero, so he's just like, yeah, I'm cool, I'm hanging out with Superman and the Justice League, yeah. He's not as witty as this guy is. He's not as, like, <laughs> um, 
the you know goofy as the uh, as Zach Zachary Levy's portrayal of him is. But I mean, obviously, it's a uh, it's a kind of a different version of him. But from the comics, he's just he's just he's trying to be like a Superman. He's trying to be like a big puff hero. But then he has this child sensibility. But then when there's political moves made, like, well, we can't do this to do this, or we, we shouldn't we shouldn't do this, he actually comes from, like, a child's standpoint. He's like, why can't we do this? Why can't we help these people? Or why can't we do this? He'll actually come from a, you know, just a child mentality. So the, the character was more of a child, not, you know, not a goofy, you know, but obviously... In the comics. In the comics, yeah. And even in, even in um, yeah. some of the cartoons... I don't remember Justice Shazam League. in the comic books like sneaking up behind Black Adam and slipping a whoopee cushion <laughs> so, right before Black Adam right. sits down. Right. Like, like I don't remember. I don't remember like Shazam trying to hurry up and come up with a water bucket prank. I mean, but they. But yes, they obviously they changed the character. They changed some of the the aspect aesthetics of this character, the aspects that. And therein lies some of my hypocrisy, because like I'm okay with Ant Man being Scott Lang, like I'm. That's a pretty, that's a pretty significant departure. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. In fact, I kind of applaud it. And yet, and yet, when I, you know, the the choices made in Shazam, are just I don't know, like. In acting, you, you there's a in script analysis when you're developing a character, you are often you read the sides, you read the script, and then you start to make decisions on what are the driving factors, what what is it about, and often when you're the first choices you make, the first decisions you make are the easiest and broadest, the most apparent, yeah. and they're almost always not the ones you end up using, and I feel like. In a weird way, these these DC movies are kind of running with the first the the first notion. Like these don't feel particularly thought through. Like, see that? I, and I don't want every movie to be the Batman, but but Batman felt like a legitimate like. Well, and, and this is I mean I guess this is one of the things that you have to um, realize is that some of these characters and some of these movies are made for different superhero kind of audiences some the, the spectacle this the um you know him him being funny and goofy and flying around there's an audience for that they weren't there, there tonight but they weren't there, there tonight well i mean rotten or tomatoes at, it has an 81 percent audience score i'm not sure why but it's probably the kids because <laughs> it's it's i mean if you 87 yeah 87 percent audience score there's, I mean, but to me, it's like when I watch, you know, Transformers 18 or whatever, and it's just, you know, some 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 robots to start transforming, and you know, I mean, I think the new one coming out is called Rise of the Beast. What's that different from the other one with the Dinobots in it? But I don't know. We'll have to see it to find out. Well, wait a minute. I'm trying to remember. I feel like the movies are almost going with the toys, like the the trajectory of the toys. And I remember the Dinobots, but I do think there was that. Um, I there was it. Or was it Beast Wars? Was it? Yes, there was a Beast Wars. Was it Transformers Beast Wars? Okay, okay it might be that. I'd say it almost for sure is that. <laughs> I hope so. Um, so it's going with it, but but as a as a person that's not like so deep in the Transformers anymore, um, it is a bunch of about transforming, 
and some of the stories and some of the, the action if you watch the movie you can probably be entertained by it but I'm not looking for I don't think it's going to be the Batman I don't think it's going to be the spy drama that um sure that sure you're talking was. about a movie that you'll check out too like right. just can well, kind of go and escape and just well I wouldn't even say check out because I'll watch the movie I will but I do say that like the way, I'm not expecting it to be deeper than it is. That's the word deeper. Yeah, and I don't want it to be deeper either. I just want to have it like look. One of the one of the recent superhero movies that I've watched the most is Batman versus Superman. I I'll, I'll put that on and handle do my taxes, dude. <laughs> like it's 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 this weird comfort movie. viewing. I don't think it's a good movie, but I do watch it a lot. It's do you watch the extended version or just the one that's gone? It depends. You don't even know. It depends if I'm. <laughs> I actually, I don't know if I could tell you. I know in the Justice League, the main clue is how uh, Steppenwolf looks. Yes. Like if he, they really overhauled his character. Yes. Yeah, I'm just, I, and, and you know what else is at play here is I'm actually more sentimentally tied to the DC characters than Marvel. And this is one thing I'm going to say too. As you just said, you'll throw on this movie that you don't like as much, but you're more connected to a Superman. You're more connected to a Batman. Batman. So you see that, and you still have that, even though that's not your favorite movie. Yeah. I you like to see that. those characters. I Yeah, Shazam, your Ant-Man. Are you excited at all for Blue Beetle? Zero percent. <laughs> see? But that's what... I saw it, Blue so Beetle. You might, you might I see think it. Blue Beetle lasts half a page in The Death of Superman, dude. <laughs> I mean, he's like gone. His, his one of his yellow, clear plastic eyes is shattered so quickly. But that's but I mean, this is I guess this is one of the things I was saying about expectation before. It don't matter how many trailers you see of that thing, how excited are you going to be for Blue Beetle? I'm going to go see it. You're going to go see it. How excited? I'll have I mean, to I'll have to see a trailer. Like I I I don't know. Like right now, my interest is not particularly high. But if I see a trailer and it looks like oh man, that's an interesting like. When Marvel was really chugging, it was, and Ant-Man was part of this, it it seemed like they were coming up with, they were finding the right director, they wanted yeah. an interesting director, and they were trying to make interesting movies, with, helmed by directors that weren't necessarily conventional. Like, Iron Man 3 was directed by Shane Black. Yes. Yes. And, and it was, it was kind of cool. I actually... I don't know how well received that one is of the three Iron Man movies, but I I liked it and I liked that Shane I liked seeing Shane Black's version of Iron Man. Yeah. Like, what's so weird is you pointed out that Shazam: Fury of the Gods is directed by James oh, no, Gunn's no, cohort. No, no, he's he's the producer. Oh, he's a producer. Yeah, on he's, it. The, he's he's the main producer. He produced the movie, hence why it didn't get axed. But it Do you think that's the only reason it didn't get access? Well, no. I mean, I, I don't think it changes the story. I feel, and this is the thing, like when you were talking about with um, Michael Keaton, I feel that the DC people were going to do a big thing with Michael Keaton. Yeah. They were going to bring him back. They are going to put him in the background. Kind of a Batman know. Beyond type yes. deal, yeah. So they were going to, I felt they were going to do that. And then once James Gunn came on, he's like, nah. Because I feel like they're going to do that because, hey, we need to try to do something that's going to excite the audience. Him coming out as Batman excited the audience. They probably got him trumped up with a four-picture deal and whatever, and people are excited to see the old Batman. And, well, but, yeah, I'll never forget during the Super Bowl when I, when I saw Keaton again in the cow, as old as he is. I was like, dude, that's that's Batman. Yeah, I'm Batman. But but 
that's all. That's a money grab. You bring it back it, it, instead of instead of coming with some new things. You're gonna come, you know, bring back some uh, stuff people just are excited for. Yeah, like a, like a weird grab. a weird sort of legacy sequel almost. Right, and that's where you get the fear of not getting a story. You're getting you 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 kind of mentioned this before, where you get this where they're just making it because they have to instead of making it because it's the story you want to tell. Well, dude, I mean, uh, what what changes at the end of Shazam: Fury of the Gods? What? How does the movie? Well, I'm no, not that trying one, to trick that, you. No, that movie doesn't move the needle at all, That's right? Much. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Unless unless something else is going to happen, but um, that doesn't move the needle at all. But it doesn't like mess anything up. Which I feel like Obi Wan Kenobi really did. Yeah, <laughs> Bad Girl would have messed up his new storyline. If you if you brought him in there and he's he's an actual like full on character in that thing, and it probably ends with him going on to being being something else, and they weren't going to use him anymore. You put him in Flash and make him a one off. Do you, Do you think that James Gunn already has a plan for what he wants to do, oh, or yeah. do you think he's Still, in kind of just in, uh, interested in just kind of clearing the slate. I think he has a plan. I um, yes, I've I've been critical of James Gunn, and I still am. But I am holding back some because I do like some of his work. I like what he did with Peacemaker. I like his um, Suicide Squad. Um, right, but his he, James Gunn's also kind of uh, operated in this sort of irreverent. Uh, where I, I'm not sure I'll be interested to see how that translates when he's kind of in charge of the the whole thing right. like as um, yeah because I think James Gunn comes from a trauma background right like he was involved in trauma so like I I believe. I think that's right. And so, and it explains a lot of his sensibility because he kind of has that um, kind of irreverent, kind of naughty, you know, like there's just that kind of in, that trauma sheen on his stuff that when I'm looking at him directing a Superman movie or uh, producing a Aquaman movie, I'm just, I'm wondering, is he even going to want to deal with these characters at the onset? Is he, or is he going to want to go with some weird kind of you know, more niche lineup. That's a fear with Superman. He even said in Suicide Squad that he wanted to work with and play with all these D and F-list characters. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to play with all these D. He wanted to play with those. And then he could kill him and do whatever he wants with those. You can't just do whatever you want with Superman. No, you're kind of... What's like when Conan O'Brien took over The Tonight Show? Like when he had to kind of fall into form a little bit it it didn't fit well and that's that's my main skepticism with james gunn i'm like i i like Isn't the movies on the form yeah yeah but is he can he really operate in that no i mean <laughs> and what you're saying but no i i understand what you're it is saying. all getting back to shazam no it, yeah and but it's it's the james gunn thing i guess right now and i think it's the same thing coming from a different perspective because to me i'm just like Hey, I'm, I've been I've been trashing James Gunn on some of the things I don't like. What he did to Cavill, I don't like. I don't like how DC just just you know the dude lost Witcher over it, and it would be it would suck. And so I just lost two jobs. Oh, I'd be mad. But, but, uh, uh, but even after you kind of went public with right, yeah. and like, it wasn't just like he was just doing a one-off, or he was you know Sherlock Holmes as the side character and Nola Holmes. 
The Witcher was his franchise. And largely well re- largely well received, I think. Yeah. No, he, he, he has to give it to that. Williams Worth. Worth. But see, okay, because the thing is, it's fine about not liking the movie. That's why I like to talk about it. Like, boom, go back and forth. But I feel that you check out of this movie, so you, can, you, can't, tell, you can't even tell me the names of the characters. <laughs> can you? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I probably love them. I yeah. know Billy Batson, but you well, know. there's a joke. There's a joke in the movie where, um, which one is it? Oh, uh, the well, it's the wizard and Freddy. Freddy, Freddy the, like the, the wizard keeps kid. calling Freddy names other than Freddy, and I didn't even realize <laughs> that he was calling him the wrong name <laughs> yeah. until Freddy went like, "Ah, oh, come on, man!" Like, and I, and then like, what was interesting to me too is I had no idea that Shazam didn't realize his name was Shazam. Well, he's technically Captain Marvel. He just says Shazam. You know, you, you know the Captain Marvel. Story. I, I know the Captain yeah, Marvel. Yeah. I know the like the issue with his name being Captain Marvel and why he became Shazam. Right. Well, his name isn't tech. I mean, his name's Shazam, but he can't say oh, Shazam's here because they'll turn to a kid. But he's Shazam because of the whole Captain Marvel Shazam debate, even in the comics, where his comics just became Shazam. Did Did Marvel, like, well. It was it's it was kind of like Shazam's Captain Marvel was first, but they weren't DC. They were uh, I can't remember the the comic line, but he was part of the oh, comic did DC line. acquire Shazam? Yes, but they acquired. So he was alive. So that Captain Marvel was alive first, and then Marvel had their Captain Marvel. And when they acquired them, it was like well. Were the two, just the two big things, and they're both Captain Marvels. Technically, they were DC. I mean, Marvel was the bigger people using Captain Marvel first. Also, so. with the name Marvel. Yeah. So, just name recognition and marketing of, of that, they just called the comic Shazam. But you're right. He can't say Shazam. Right. He can't because he would just constantly be turning back and forth and back and right. forth. So, I mean, that play on his name, that, that play was sort of playing throughout the whole thing. Even in the movies, like, you know, people were joking about, there, there was talk of Captain Marvel, Shazam, because they were both coming out around the same time, the first ones. But that happened in the comics. It's happened. It's been a debate. They call him Captain Marvel sometimes in the comics. They called him Captain Marvel in the movie. Yeah, no. One of the many names that got spat out. Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate that's that to do egg. that. Actually, let's go through while I look up some Easter eggs. Run, run us through the plot <laughs> of the movie. Yeah, since you might have retained more than I did. Well, in this film, <laughs> you know, they, all, all the Shazam kids are are Shazam. They're all superheroes, but they're all they're not good. No one's ever trained them. They they just go out there. They try to save stuff, and they wind up being called the Philly fiascos. Um, because they, the, bungle because they bungle this bridge. bungle, yeah. And which is, I mean, I, I don't know if people remember this, but there was this uh, TV show called The Greatest American Hero. Old, old TV show. Where this guy has superpowers, but he wasn't that great at being a superhero. So he, he would fly, he would always fly erratically, and he would never land correctly. He'd always just crash land. That was kind of the joke. <laughs> so he's the greatest American hero. But 
and that's it, it kind of gave me vibes with these guys with all of them because they kind of tried to work together but they're also being kids and they have their own agendas and one wants to go to college the other one wants to be cool at school the one other other one's just a little girl still so they don't know how to work together but they have to get together and kind of be a justice league and like talk strategy so billy batson takes the lead clearly after watching the planet of the apes <laughs> caesar movies yeah. And running on a very like heavy together strong yeah. campaign. Yeah, and so I mean, the, I mean, the theme is obviously he's he's had he has this family, and now this family's the the whole first movie was him having a problem because he's never had a family. His his family abandoned him. He's about to turn eighteen, which means he's about right. to age out of the program. So he's, so he's looking at it as like, wow, I'm, I'm just, I might have to be kicked out. But with everyone having superpowers, he just looks at it as like, hey, this is my family. And we're connected because we have all the same powers. Even though they want to have their own lives, he never took the time to make a life. The, the cool thing I like about this film, especially with that, is that they aren't these great heroes. Even though they have superpowers and they fly out to go try to save stuff. <laughs> which is one of the very funny scenes when they have this, this bridge is kind of just crackling and they go out there as a team First off, the you know Freddie was gonna go out there by himself. He flies out there, but then you know Billy's like everyone's coming. They all go out there. They all kind of do different jobs, but then they all kind of, do. They have all. They do they have everyone. different strengths, or are yeah. they all the same? So, yeah. Um, the the it's kind of like Super Mario super too. Fast. Yeah, and the kitten Solomon, the power of Solomon, he has kind of all of them. So. You know, and so, you know, the one guy's like, you know, using his like heat hands to meld the <laughs> meld the wires back together. But then he sees more breaking. So he flies off and he never finished his job. And then that one that breaks. <laughs> yeah. And so you can tell that they don't know. There's no training. They have not been trained. They don't know. <laughs> so just think of the Justice League. <laughs> just got their prize and they don't know what they're doing yet. So they saved a bunch of lives, but then the bridge was destroyed. Yeah, so the optics weren't great. <laughs> yeah, and so they, so every time they go do something, you know, they save, they save some lives, but they don't actually do the job correctly, and they kind of mess up. So the papers call them the Philly, Philly fiasco, and they also play with the fact that none of them know their names, because they're all kind of just discovering themselves and discovering their powers. It's just kind of like teenagers discovering themselves. Yeah. So it had these like light themes in this film that were actually kind of cool. Uh, obviously, you know, the, to me, the, there's a one part where, because there's, there's these two sisters we know about, Helen Mirren and um, Lucy Liu. Welcome back, Lucy Liu. Yeah. And she, um, and they, you know, and they have to actually get, the, they're trying to take the powers back from Shazam so they can recreate their world that was destroyed by the wizard because you know they were evil <laughs> and so <laughs> they were evil so they're trying to bring back magic to their world so you see that you see you see freddie at school and he meets the girl and they they you know it's just like a cutesy girl scene you just think it's kind of cool well yeah you're thinking you know, because she was bullied but he's nice and he's all happy a little, little teen, falling in love a little teen comedy a little teen drama high school drama and then you know she's all excited about the superheroes and she's like you want to meet one and he comes he changes and he flies in and then you find out the, which I think is a was a really dope reveal was that there's a third sister her name's uh, 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 Anatha or whatever yeah, yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> and it goes, me, 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 Anna? And because Billy meets Anna for a second, they fly over to the school. He doesn't show up to the meeting because he's so love struck. And he the guy's power stole. Can't, even, you know, can't, can't trust those women. Right? right, cause Helen Mirren <laughs> and Lucy Liu, have, like the staff, so, the rod that Shazam breaks in the first movie, gets put back together by the wizard who is still alive. Yes. And and they're able to use that staff to both take away and restore, um, you know, the power of Shazam. Yes. To the whoever power of the is, champion. The power of the champion. Yeah. <laughs> and so they take his powers away. So him running away from his family to go chase the girl got him caught up. Now tell me, when was the last time that happened to you, Adam? <laughs> Jason. Just Jason is so hopeless romantic. Yeah. Um, so the, I mean, there's these themes that kind of make sense to me. I'm just like, well, he got caught up cause he was doing something stupid. That's his own damn fault. Him losing his powers and then everyone losing their powers going out with no plan. But that was the thing. They're not, they're not Batman. Batman's not on this team. It's kind of a cool and different like take on the superhero group, the, the, the superhero the superhero group dichotomy. Uh, Cause I'll tell you something. At the end of the first movie, when all the kids got superpowers, and they became the Shazam kids. I'm just like, uh, I just, I didn't like that. I, I wanted Shazam to be Shazam. Yeah, yeah. Cause then if all of them have superpowers, how's that? How is he special? But yeah. the movie did make him special. It made him still the lead. kind of like the Mario of Mario Kart. Like yes. there's other drivers that are good, <laughs> but. Um, so, if you're ready, oh yeah, um. you'll notice that you may you might remember that the Warner Brothers logo, the DC logo, and the New Line logo in the movie began were a little different. They were almost looked like they were made out of stone. Yes, some people believe that this is an Easter egg and tribute to the temple in ancient Labyrinth that will play a role later in the, in the film. Okay. Um, in the pediatrician's office, who Shazam is using as his therapist, the letter S, it's got the alphabet up on the pedi pediatrician's office. The letter S has a little symbol next to it. Like, you know, for a P, there's a panda. For um, U, there's an umbrella. Or, you know, Y, there's a yak. For S, there's a starfish. And some people think that this is an Easter egg reference to Starro and the Suicide Squad. And no, I think that's I think that's reaching. I think that's not an Easter egg. <laughs> also, several toys depicting DC heroes like Batman, Robin, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman. In fact, there are several Wonder Woman dolls, foreshadowing her importance in the movie. Um, I would say that's, I mean, I'm not going to say that's an Easter egg because it's actually part of the plot where they do talk about it. And I actually feel like it's part of the theme of them being a superhero team and him idolizing the Justice League and trying to be that. References to the Justice League Easter eggs. Those aren't Easter eggs. Those are straight references <laughs> to the Justice League. There's some question if Wonder Woman, if Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman is continuing on in yeah. the DCEU. 
However, she does appear in Shazam Fury of the Gods, which some view as an Easter egg. <laughs> I don't see how that's an Easter egg. That's just a cameo appearance. She's there. Now, that doesn't say yay or nay, ask Cavill. But <laughs> I believe she's probably still appearing because they haven't asked her. They just don't have anything for her yet because Patty Jenkins left. So there's no Wonder Woman 3 as of right now. There's a burning violin in this movie. You see it in the lair the siblings have created around the Rock of Eternity. Mm -hmm. And it was also seen in the first movie. Though they're not sure of the origin, it is a nod to the flaming magic fiddle from the original Captain Marvel Adventures comics of the 1940s as an Easter egg. I believe that's an Easter egg. You'll take that as an Easter egg. I will take that as an Easter egg. Okay. That that I feel like because it's kind of random. We don't they don't know what it is. We don't know. When Freddy is told to say their names in reference to revealing the team of heroes who have the powers of the gods. He resists by likening the phrase to a Destiny's Child song of a similar name. This reference works because he aims the question about Destiny's Child at Lou, who starred in the Charlie's Angels remake movies, which is an Easter egg. No, that's not an Easter egg. I don't believe it has anything to do with the Charlie's Angels movies. But... I do think that the Destiny's Child reference was him trying to fight, saying their names. So yeah. that's actually that's nice not an Easter egg. That's just a cute plot twist. That was actually a nice uh, piece of acting. I actually thought he did a good job. Um, at one point, Shazam calls references Saruman instead of Solomon, um, an Easter egg reference. <laughs> Lord, Lord of the Rings. Um, I'm going to say no at all. I'd say this movie was pretty light on Easter eggs. It seems like it, yeah. Again, I mean, because I think, I, I not to hammer the point, but I really do think they didn't know like what they could include. <laughs> like, or, or, or we just don't know yet and we'll find out because no one's that deep into the... Uh, I won't say no one because Shazam was actually popular. But... Um, I wasn't that deep into it to know those. Like, I don't know anything about that 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 violin, but I do think there's some significance to it. Yeah, one would hope. <laughs> when they, you know, the first cameo when they come out and they, and you and you see the, uh, you know, the, from from um, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, yes, the Peacemaker. Suicide Squad. Yes, that's actually mentioned here. I just wasn't gonna make you talk about it. <laughs> um, Jennifer Holland and Steve Agee rep reprise their roles from Suicide Squad and Peacemaker for the mid-credit scene in Shazam Fury of the Gods. Their presence in the movie continues a storyline from Black Adam. Yes. Because in Black Adam, you see Waller working with the Justice Society. Right. And obviously she did kind of reference her sending in Superman. To make sure that you know Black Adam stays in line, which is kind of interesting because let's talk Wall for a second. Because obviously she's the Suicide Squad, but then I guess she's working with all the superhero groups, and she's also getting her own show on HBO Max. Interesting. And uh, James Gunn Slate, Waller is getting her own show. So well, one would assume that Waller's safe. I mean, Gunn. Well, actually, oh, yeah. Gunn, no, Gunn acquired her. Because she oh. was in the first Suicide Squad. Yeah. But, I mean, Gunn used her. Yeah. He, you know, he gave her a bigger role. I mean, he gave her a lot more to do. Now that you bring up Suicide Squad 
I'm realizing that in the very first sequence of that movie, the James Gunn Suicide Squad, um, that he killed off who he wanted to kill off and he kept who he wanted to keep. And it was kind of this weird mishmash of new, old and new. Yeah. And now that I think about that, because I've been thinking ever since the Cavill cut, I've been thinking, well, this is going to be a straight up reboot. It's just weird to like keep Godot, keep Momoa, lose Cavill, lose Affleck, like lose Ezra Miller, lose Cyborg, Mm -hmm. and then keep just Gal Gadot and Aquaman. Like those are the two survivors. Right. But if his track record with Suicide Squad is any indicator, that's very well what he might do. (laughs) But that's the thing. You can't just kill off Superman in the first five minutes of Superman. You just, I mean, that that character's too iconic. Yes, you can kill off, um, you know, Waterboy or uh, whoever they kill off in uh, Suicide Squad because no one knows, you know, <laughs> you know super, super arm guy who gets his arms regrown and stuff. <laughs> He's such an obscure hero that he ain't coming back. But, <laughs> right. but you can't do that to a Superman, a, a Wonder Woman. If I'm understanding what you're saying, you can't really plug a new person in and have it go unacknowledged. Is that what you're no, saying? No, no, I'm saying you can't just be reckless with a character and like kill off a bunch of star characters because those are IPs that are going to be, you know, go on. He's remaking Superman and it's supposed to be kind of like a year cub reporter yeah, kind of year two or whatever. Do you think there's any chance that the um, Supergirl from The Flash? Or do you think because of what's yeah. happening with Keaton? Oh, no, there's definitely a chance. There's definitely a chance the Supergirl's staying. That's the crazy thing is like if it in The Flash, and this is, I don't know, I don't know about The Flash, but my assumption is that he's going to be in a different timeline where his mom is alive, but all this other stuff is happening. He's going to be in Michael Keaton's Batman timeline. And Supergirl's there. They haven't found Superman or whatever. I don't know what the story is. There's meant but, to be no metahumans at all. Right. And so, I mean, is he going to go back at the end? Is he going to go back to a reformat universe? Is Supergirl going with Will there be some weird we fusion know. of, like, in the Superman and Lois show, it's almost like there's, like, Earth-1 or yeah. Earth-Prime. And, like, there's this... It looks like at some point there's kind of a fusion of two Earths together. Like, it's possible that Flash will put together some weird mix and match of different heroes. And it's, and I mean, one would hope that uh, there will be some kind of a reset. Just because I want to feel like one of the main things propelling the Marvel movies was that there was a genuine sense that, that we were headed towards something narratively, that Thanos was coming. Well, at. The- at the very beginning, you know, Iron Man, it was just like the Avengers are getting formed. It's like, oh, shoot, the Avengers, all of them. Yeah. Well, so there was, there was all these, like, scenes at the end that kind of just kind of tease you at something. You were just going along with it at the time. You didn't know this. You didn't. And then, obviously, as it went along, you know, more of those stories started to grow. And, and then it came, you know, all the stones. You find more stones. The Thanos is coming. Da, 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 da. Yeah. There was all the stuff that kind of grew. Um, but... You know, it's these little Easter eggs that were being put out there. Well, we, we did speak about this about Marvel now, where I feel like there's always things at the end that I just don't see how they all connect yet. 
Yeah, with with you know the you know what's his name with the Nick Fury with the scrolls and then you know Madame Hydra like Secret and Wars Secret and Wars and obviously Kang thing and whatever thing is at the end of Shang Chi where people theorize that's a signal coming from the quantum realm that's from Ant Man but we don't know yet. Um, and then obviously connecting you know they're connecting the. Do you think Zachary Levi is coming back as Shazam? Yes. Do you, I don't know if it's do you think the Rock movie? Johnson is coming back as Black Adam? Not anytime soon. <laughs> because he won't want. Oh, I think I think the Rock even said like I'm not interested in what they're. Well, yeah. Well, he, he didn't say it exactly like that. He said that he says that they are working on building a universe, and so you won't see Black Adam right away. He actually said that. But you know who knows. I mean, but you do think that that Shazam is safe in the in the. I say Shazam's safe right now only because they're trying to get them to join the Justice Society and they didn't have to do that. That was tacked on. Of everything that happened in the movie, that felt like the most, like the biggest clue was well, that scene. And the one that, well, the one that's like the craziest thing is with the whole doc, the, the last credit scene with, um, what's it called? Mr. Mind. Yeah, with Mr. Mind and um, Silva from, um, from the first Shazam being in jail and Mr. Mind having some plans. A lot of characters in this movie in jail and not able to shave. There's a lot of big <laughs> beards in this movie. And you now the Mr. Mind thing was, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, the caterpillar, he walks away and I mean, it does feel like something James Gunn would do. It did. That felt like a James Gunn thing. It did. So I'm assuming that has something to do with what he's planning. And you'd assume, too, that if there were going to be any kind of, like, post-James Gunn finaglings, they would have been in the post credit scenes. That would have been the easiest place to do it. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I, I feel that I feel the one with the uh, was tacked on when, when he was asked to join the Justice Society. I mean, because you, you just got Shazam hanging out in the woods shooting bottles. There's no justification for that whatsoever. <laughs> no. He has a home. <laughs> yeah. They're rebuilding the home. He has a family. He's just not living in the woods. And she's out there hiking in the woods saying he's powerful. And, you know, we, he's out here and we need to, like, talk to him. I didn't think it was Shazam because. No. Why would it be? Yeah. I thought it was going to be some, like, recluse that superhero that we don't know yet that's going to introduce. And he's out there shooting bottles. I'm just like, yeah, that was tacked on and it wasn't tacked on very well. No, pretty kind of shoehorned. <laughs> yeah. Almost, almost as shoehorned as that poor kid who just splurts out in the middle of the movie that that he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things they did lack is, you know, there were so many characters as far as the Shazam kids that they just kind of gave them just a little bit of story development each. Yeah, they had, just, looking, they, had looking, they had them looking at a, at a, like some sort of like, baseball penthouse <laughs> yeah he was a phillies fan they kept saying he's he said it too many times to the point where you feel like are you really a phillies fan well and then once the camera kind of revealed what he was looking at it was just like like dudes with their shirts open swinging baseball yeah. bats and i was like dude i used to collect baseball cards i don't remember seeing anything like this <laughs> just these lightning bolts <laughs> no i mean i just feel like that it, it was it was just shoot darn it it was kind of like a joke that's like, all everyone, yeah. everyone reveals who they are and he's like I'm, we're superheroes and then he says i'm gay 
And then everyone's like inclusive. It's like, oh, we all knew, we all knew, and they smile. But there was no real setup for that, and it wasn't any. Well, just I just fine, wonder. But- I just wonder, like, what it was it a joke, and because it wasn't, but it was played as a joke. No, there was there was there was a there was, like I said, it was the tiniest bit of character development, which the uh, unfortunately other kids in this thing barely got any character development. You know, the the one kid's like. You know, cry, you know, he's keeping track and mapping all the doors, which obviously was going to come in later on. Yeah. But he's he's just a particular person, and he likes to play video games. He's an Asian kid. He's good, good at, like, keeping track of stuff. That's his character development. <laughs> I don't know, but somewhere in there is the Cape Seat Free political minute. I don't know, dude. At the end of this movie, Billy Batson gives up his life. He dies. He makes the sacrifice play. And th- we're at his grave, and everyone's saying their goodbyes, and there was nothing but dry eyes in the theater that we were in. Like, and I was like, dude, leave him in the ground. Like, kill, yeah. kill him. Like, I mean, who cares? Like, <laughs> like, like. Dude, we, want, we want Shazam back, you know? That's the, I care. Dude, if they'd killed him, I would have been like, yeah. Whatever, like, though there's multiple but if versions they killed of him. Batman. You'd be like, you'd have a tear. It would depend on how you did it. Yeah, exactly. It depends on how you do it. And like, that's true, and that's and I, I think because I did not. I mean, I knew he was gonna die. Even when they like killed him, it was just like, well, something's gonna happen because it just wasn't. Just the business of of killing killing characters for like five minutes is exactly is stupid like right. i just like why did why did why are we doing this because it's the the way to kill a character i i swear the best i've ever seen it done is star trek the wrath of khan with spock the spock yeah. friggin dies and yes. and gives his life in a way that like like is yeah. pretty intense and he dies exactly. they send his coffin out into space the movie ends like we as an audience the, the reintroduction of Spock was a little clunky but like killing him like that and letting the movie end with him dead yeah is a honey of a cliffhanger yes and I I just like when you know Billy Batson's meant to have died I was just kind of like dude no he's not like you're not gonna do it <laughs> like you could no, you know, I'm not going to kill a kid. You're not going to kill him and kill the kid that made the sacrifice play in a movie like this. Like I told you, this movie was made for the younger audience. I would have let him just stay in the ground, and then the last shot after the credits would have been just a pan down to like his foster parents' like table, and it would have shown that they were going to let him go. <laughs> Even though they told him that he always had a home there. Just so you knew, like, ah, oh, so you didn't have much of a future. Maybe living on the streets. Well, with that being said, obviously the Wonder Woman cameo had to be part of the plot. If they were going to kill him, the only way to bring him back is with magic, and there's no gods left. There's And that was actually a cool pump fake because they show her earlier. They show like one him him talking at dinner, talking to the woman. They never show her face. They never show her face, 
and you see her you see her outfit she gets up she stands up and then all of a sudden the wizard pops in his face because the wizard's trying to send him a message yeah so it was a it was a homage to the, the last one where you kind of see superman's body but you don't see superman's face at the very end because capital didn't want to or they didn't want him to do the cameo or whatever whatever that that, that part was but it was kind of like a play on that. So all of a sudden we see Wonder Woman, we don't see her face. It's like, oh, Shazam's at it again. When Shazam's hitting on Wonder Woman, is he, I mean, if you're Wonder Woman, how are you taking that? Are you getting hit on by a kid or are you getting hit on by a dude, an immature dude? And either way, does that guy have a shot? She's 1,500 years old. They're all kids to her. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the kid doesn't have a shot. He's a child, and she's actually a full-on adult. Batman's barely mature enough for her. <laughs> I mean, but, Wonder Woman and Superman hook up from time to time in oh, yeah. comics. Yeah, and Batman, Batman has a uh, thing with her at one point. Yeah. Um, the thing, like the cool thing I liked about that scene when he saw Wonder Woman, if he just pushed them all aside, just like, yeah, and just oh hey. That would have been great because it would have been cutting this big family moment that obviously was what we're waiting for. And then he sees his obsession and just whoa, hold on, oh, hey, how you doing? I mean, you can't, I can't, I can't fault his taste. <laughs> yeah, she's I mean, a great Wonder Woman, dude. I, I, the, I, I gotta admit, like I mean, that's a part a that I smiley. I mean, she showed up. She's all smiling as she walks to the grave. There is a, you know, there's one god left, and she zaps it. She's just all smiling. I'm like, dude, chill. This is a serious moment. This is a dead man. Are you and, sure you can bring him back? And his body's been festering for some amount of time. I mean, put him in the oh. ground. <laughs> and, <laughs> you mean to tell me that dude's breath is totally fine? And, like that dude's well, breath is completely repulsive. We don't know how long it was before they put him in the ground. I'm assuming they did it right away only because... Anna? You take a five-hour nap, you get pretty ripe, dude. Well, <laughs> Anna, she was still in her wizard clothes, or her witch clothes, or, you know, um, Greek god clothes. The Anna's the third sister that wound up losing her powers. They didn't even put them in the coffin. They just dug a hole and dumped yeah, them in there. they just dug a hole and dumped them in there. A so they did it right away. grave. <laughs> Overall, I think it's... I mean, it is a... Uh, movie with some plot holes but it's I, I feel like it's I feel like it was entertaining enough um, I agree like I mean you don't actually have to see it I mean you should see it because you know we watch most superhero movies yeah that's what we do because right. we're the capers I think we I think we done right now I've got so, nothing else to say oh yeah this is KC Free <laughs> we've been at the movies been at the movies with Shazam Fury of the Gods